When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, it's just Kristen and I. We are sitting in my kitchen, actually, and we are doing a full episode of Ask Women with tons of overanalyzed this questions and answers. So keep listening. Podcast. Kristen Carney here. As is this still considered a podcast? This is yes. Ask Women Kitchen. How do you make chicken? Yes. How do you store frozen meat? Um, no, it's the Ask Women Podcast. We're in Marnie's kitchen. We're just in a little bit of a different recording situation, but we want to make sure that you guys are still getting some episodes. So we are we are enduring mm-hmm. sitting in Marnie's incredibly pleasant house. <laughs> so. so painful for so you. Painful. It's painful for me, I will say. It's not that it's painful for me, but you know, this is my home and also my office space. And I feel like when I get out of that studio or out of this space, my brain works differently. Even though this is where I do most of my coaching as well. Um, yeah, this is a psychological thing. Yeah, it is. Exactly. Which actually, the way I feel about recording is the way that I'm sure a lot of people feel when they go out and date because you want to be in the right space for Okay. Let me say something about that. Yeah. I, I've been dating like a mad woman because I'm trying to forget about the douchebag from seven months ago that I've been right. continuing to pursue like an idiot and I'm done. Good. Um, I'm done. Um, but so I've been dating, dating, dating. And I will tell you that the location makes such a huge difference yeah. in the outcome of the date. So um, I had a really good banter with this guy that I met on um, uh, an app that I'll look as we're talking and tell you the name. Um, oh my God, are there that it, new apps out there? It's or? called Inner Circle, and there's actually a lot of people on it. And I heard, and it, there was an ad on it on on my Facebook. And I normally don't just sign up for random apps, but I was like, whatever, I'll try it. And um, and it said like I had like 34 mutual friends on Inner Circle, so like there's a lot of people on there, and yeah. I have run into a few good guys. So anyway, if you're looking for another dating app, Inner Circle. Is that for Los Angeles or is it for? It's everywhere? for any, everywhere. Okay. Um, it's free apparently, but my friend, they keep telling her she needs to pay to get her messages, but I've gotten them free. But so I think it's great. I think there's something wrong with hers. But, um, anyway, I met a guy on there. We had really, really, really good banter, which again, as everyone knows, is incredibly important. And then when it came to getting together, he was, um, he was not take charge and it is such a turnoff. So he, um, we were getting together on whatever day, like Wednesday night. And it was like Wednesday midday. And I hadn't heard from him and I wasn't nervous that we weren't going to go. I was just more like, let's just pick a spot. And so I wrote to him and I was like, so kind of being annoying, like, should I pick a spot or are you going to pick a spot? Right. Do you have a penis? Yeah, basically. And he wrote back, no, I don't. Cause I don't have a spot picked out. So he wrote, and this was number one. I knew it wasn't going to be a, a, the right match because he wrote back what's, your, what's your closest dive bar? And I don't mind going to dive bars, but not on a first date because on a first date, I want to feel like it's an event or something special. Really? Okay. And I mean, there's probably girls out there that would be like, yeah, dive bars. But for me, I want to just feel like it's a thing. 
Like it's, it could be a special night. We want to be in a nice environment. I want to feel the need to get dressed up, not just because I'm going to see I you. feel like in Los Angeles, dive bars are kind of trendy. So it would still kind of be a cool experience to go to a dive bar. But I, possibly, I, I hear what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. But for me, but not just, in like bumfuck Alabama where they're like, this is the bar. Yeah, that's <laughs> a good point. That's a very good point. Because in Los Angeles, a dive bar is still like a decent hangout. Yeah. Because the spot we went to is actually a cool spot. But that just turned already turned me off a little bit where I was not excited. Okay. Because I think the anticipation... And the excitement can create attraction. Um, and so we got there. He was really good looking. He had really kind of small hands, just like kind of a turn off. Okay. But um, I, we had a good time, but I didn't want, I didn't feel the need to touch him. I didn't feel the need to kiss him. I didn't feel the need to like meet him. Um, and we've been like texting here and there ever since. And it's all, so did you, when you were texting before, did you feel all of those things for him? And then as soon as he said the dive bar. Yeah. It really like shut it off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wasn't feeling like, I know guys are just like, what the fuck is wrong yeah, with women? Yeah. Like, everything's perfect. And then one thing you screw but up on. But that's the thing is that women take things so emotionally that every, everything affects us in a, in a certain way. So then by the same can, time, like let's say he did plan like a Cinderella evening for you. Wouldn't you feel like that was too much? It doesn't need to be a Cinderella evening. And I will give a perfect example of my following date. Uh, not that I was a perfect example on it because I have a giant bruise on my ass from falling from being too drunk, but that's the thing. I was excited for this guy. So we had really good banter. We actually started out, um, not on the same page. I said something he didn't get as my opener. He wrote something back that I didn't get. And then it almost felt like tense. And I was like, well, this is going great. Right. And I wrote, and I'm frustrated because dating fucking sucks. And so it kind of like cleared the waters. And then we restarted at that point. But anyway, he, he asked me, he did, he was perfect. He said, he was going to pick the spot. And he said, do you like cocktails? This is the other guy. This is the other guy. Okay. He said, do you like cocktails, beer, or wine? Because he was trying to narrow down a good spot. Yeah. And, um, I wrote number one cocktails, number two, beer, number three, wine, number four, huffing as a joke. (laughs) Right. Um, what if he's like, great. Yeah. Like, let's do it. (laughs) He was like, he said, oh God, what am I getting myself into? Um, and so he he picked a really nice spot, not too fancy, but fancy enough where I was like excited to go there. Um, and we, as soon as we met, I was like, wow, he's really good looking. And I wasn't totally immediately like super like into him, into him. But basically as the night went on, I got drunker and drunker. <laughs> it was not smart. And I didn't, it had, I had zero intention of this. But the reason I'm telling you is because I got so drunk. This Why did you get so drunk? Were you nervous? I, you know what it was, was I really wanted to like him. And so on the way over I, in the Uber, I snuck. You huffed. Yeah. I, I, I huffed and huffed and huffed <laughs> and blew the whole house down. Yeah. I drank on the way over in the car. What is wrong with you? Because I really wanted to like him and I wanted to be like loosened up enough. You're the Uber driver. So that's horrible. You're drinking <laughs> and driving. Drive Uber. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, and I hadn't really eaten. And then as soon as I got there, he, you know, of course he offers me a drink. I drank that quickly. And then I actually was explaining, I don't handle my alcohol well. And I don't really mix alcohol. I only dr- drink gin for the most part, but his drink was really delicious. It was tequila. Mm-hmm. And so I had like two tequila drinks and then two glasses of wine. Oh my God. So you mixed it. Okay. And so I was mixing everything I hadn't eaten. And I had basically the equivalent of two drinks on the way over. Oh my God. And so that would kill me. Yeah. And so I fell the beginning of the end was I fell off my bar stool and it was so humiliating. It was so humiliating. And I have a giant bruise on my ass that I wish I could post on Instagram. Um, I mean, you can, there's no rules against it. I can, but my mom like does have an idea now. <laughs> um, and then 
this is where it gets really bad as if falling isn't embarrassing enough. I threw up all over myself in an Uber mm-hmm. with him. But the point, <laughs> the point that I'm telling you this is, um, that even amazing people can fuck up. Cause I'm an amazing person <laughs> yeah. is that, um, he took care of me so well that whatever like questioning feelings that I had for him have totally changed because I saw him in this different light. He, and I was blacking out a bit, but I remember pieces, but he, he seemed, maybe it's not even the same guy. Yeah, it was a different guy. It could have been like, <laughs> oh my God. Anybody else taking you home? I remember assaulting like flashes, you. Right. and then he kind of put the pieces together for me in the morning. Oh my god! But basically, he, so he slept over. I slept over at his place. Oh my so he, god! The, I was I was just like fall down blackout. Like he couldn't send me home, and right. he, so number one, he didn't. He wanted to. <laughs> number he did. He wanted to get rid of me so badly. Number one, he didn't take advantage of me, and I remember because I was trying to kiss him, and he was basically like, "Whoa, chill out." Um, number two, um, he. Not to be a pervert, but he, I had vomit all over my hair, all over my clothes, all over my arms, my purse. He put me in the shower and he, and he like cleaned me off. I threw up in the shower, but I, he like refused to bait. He got in for like a second and was like, no, no, no. And then I woke up in, in the morning at like seven in the morning with the world's worst hangover. Um, but he had, I was in his t-shirt and shorts alone in his bed. And then he came in like an hour later and was like making sure I was okay. And like all of that. It was, I mean, he was, he was, again, he was, I was definitely attracted to him to begin with. It wasn't like he was an ogre and I was all of a sudden in love with him, but all those things played into like how sweet and genuine of a person he was. Yeah. And I haven't heard from him. So it's like, well, you're not well, going to, I, I deserve <laughs> not to hear from him. Yes. Um, and he was a great guy out of all the guys to not do that in front of those, this guy. But basically what I'm saying is actions from a guy can, so how do guys can be show so his actions if a girl's not drunk and like dying? Right, exactly. Like how can a man show that he's a caregiver, he can take charge? Like what are things that guys can do to put themselves in that position? Because I will yeah. say on The Bachelor, they do that really well. They yeah. put them all into situations where a man can show that he's a hero, he can step up in some way, or he can show that he can't step up and has no balls. Well, what are the scenarios they show on The Bachelor? Well, they have like extreme well, yeah. you know, dates that they go on where right. they go into like uh, a, a floating space where it's like you're in space <laughs> and they, there's no gravity. She's literally floating away. And he has right. Or they her. go to like, you know, Dodger Stadium and get to play. Ba- so, right. So, so there are ways to create those dates well, in your just own little world. Basically take those and make them, might put them on like a micro, super small level. So if they go to Dodger Stadium and he's getting to like save her from getting hit by a baseball or something, say that take that to like just getting her a drink, like going up, like letting her remain in the seat and you go get the beers or just like little tiny things that just show that you're, it's, it's funny too, because women almost they're in the long run, they're the caretaker. But in the beginning, when a guy show, he's the caretaker of her, it, it's like, then it allows her to want to become the caretaker or something in this. And want to take care of him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's just little steps like that. Uh, and it's not, I mean, you can say the gentleman thing too. It's like, okay, opening a door. There is a part where it goes too far, but like making sure that her coat, like her coat's not falling off of her chair. It's literally tiny little things like that. Like, um, the guy that, well, I will never hear from again. Um, who did follow me though on Instagram. I will say who my, I may be a fan of this mess. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's going places. God damn it. God damn it. (laughs) I fucked it up with the wrong person. Um, which makes me want to cry. Um, but he, uh, oh shoot. What was I going to say? 
Um, oh, when we, oh, when we were there, this, again, it's hard. You can't set up these scenarios, but when we were there and before I was incredibly drunk, we were sitting across from each other talking on these couches and I, I chose to sit like, so we can look at each other rather yeah. than being shoulder to shoulder. And this really drunk girl came up to him and was like hitting on him so hard and like touching him. And he grabbed, he grabbed my leg hmm. as like, I'm with her. And all of those little, t- they're tiny, minute things, but women, they're manly. they're manly and in their like women, I think see the details way easier than a man would. So yeah. like, well, that's what they're looking for. Right. And Once they feel something for that person, they want to go to that next level. Right. You said, okay, wonderful. We have great banter. That's already checked off. Let's right. see what else there is from this man. Right. And that's why it can be, oh, did you turn the sound off? I think. Yeah, but it's not, it's still going to record us. I don't know if it yeah, is. It is. It's just like your email sounds won't come through. Ah, yeah. So smart of you. Oh I'm with a tech genius. Yeah. Well, I'm Asian, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you have an intern. Speaking of my intern, I do want to give a shout out. I have an intern. It's the most bizarre thing in the it's world. Amazing. Who would want an intern for an intern, basically? Right. <laughs> what is he doing for? I have, well, besides helping me with my tech issues. Yeah, he's doing a lot of things. So he um, he came to me. He heard me on I think Adam Kroll, and then started listening to us, our our show, mm-hmm. and then has I guess followed me a bit. Um, but he um, is helping me with editing like my scripts and Perfect. pushing, pushing me to write. And um, oh, so he's your mentor, not your intern. <laughs> well, he's, he's like, good morning, start writing. I love it. Yeah. Which is great. Um, and then he's also looking into little things, not little things, but like websites or shoes and researching and stuff like that. Oh, so he's amazing. Him. I love it. I yeah. That's fantastic. His name's Day, but I won't okay. say the rest of his name, but shout out to Day. Why? He needs some work. Because he's interning he, for you. Maybe somebody <laughs> can hire him. He already has work. That's the thing. Wow. So yeah. he's just doing it because he's a fan. Well, because he wants to get into comedy eventually. Ah, I'm like, yeah, take uh, take the longest route possible, which is interact for Kristen <laughs> Carney. <laughs> Great idea. Real well, smart. Well, guy. he is helping me later this afternoon with a tech issue as well. So anyway, I'm glad that we're recording now without the background sounds going off. This yeah. is so ghetto. And clearly he's Asian because I was like, and I'm Asian. You're like, oh, you're an intern, by the way. <laughs> yeah, sorry. And tech. And I'm very racist when I'm in my kitchen as well. The real me comes Stay down. this table. Well, I did want to ask. It's a white table. It is a white table. <laughs> Um, I did want to ask you, and thank you for sharing all that information uh, about like your dates and growing oh, up. It's not God. really a very pretty story. No. So it's, and then there's a lot more to it that I'm holding oh back. God, I can't even yeah. imagine. Anyway, this, that guy's like a hero. Yeah. But I, I asked you, um, if you wanted to talk about some of the things that you thought or felt when you were in a relationship yes. about being single yes. that you had an opinion on yes. that may have now changed yes. now that you are single. So yes. did you give thought to those things? Uh, some th- I mean, I've been giving thought to it for the past year since I've been single. And I'm like, <laughs> You're like what did I do? Uh, um, well, number one, I remember being on our show. I think we were taping at Sideshow Network. And I remember being in there and saying, who would want to date? Like, why do you guys want to date? Everyone sucks. Like, people suck. Why would yeah. you want to be with people? And now <laughs> my um, opinion has changed 100 and 1,000%. Um because I now don't have that connection with anybody. And it's like, I think in my thirties, I realized how valuable people are. And I hate to say that because I like to pretend I'm like a misanthrope who hates humanity, but I really, <laughs> I think everybody on, who listens to the show has seen through that. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so number one, that's changed that I want to, I really realized how much I want to be with somebody. Um, I'm just hoping that I'm not realizing that out of desperation that because I feel alone. Um, number two, I thought being single would be super fun. Um, and so I am trying to have that perspective, 
but it has been so difficult. And I don't know if it's harder for me than it is for most people. I think people get to a point where they accept being single and they're okay with it. And today I read a quote on this Instagram page and it said, I'm not a B I'm not, I don't have a fear of being single. I have a fear of being in love with someone and them not loving me having the same feelings. And I want to get to that point where I'm not afraid to be single. I'm more afraid of that where it's not just, I just don't want to be alone. It's that I really just want to be in love. And I definitely do want to be in love, but that's another thing that changed um, from when I was in a relationship to now is that um, I didn't really think I had the capacity to just like totally fall in love. But now I think I do have the capacity. So um, there's been a lot of changes also. um, But what about things like, you know, in the past when you would be on the show and you were in a relationship and you'd say, I would never respond to that. Or I would never want to be approached here. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or... Oh, yes, yes, yes. That changes so much. Yep. Um, So the gym. I'm like, before, I mean, everyone's heard me say many times, do not approach me in the gym. I still partially feel that way. But I also... That's based on your own insecurities. That's based on my own insecurities. But now that I'm looking to meet people and all of a sudden I start feeling really like, um, really hope hopeless about dating apps and not finding places to meet people. I'm going, well, I'm here. Someone talk to me kind of thing. I look okay right now. Like I made sure I did my makeup and no one's talking to me. Um, and so I don't know. So are you saying that you would be open anywhere now to being approached? Pretty much. Yeah. And so what's interesting is that it's definitely whatever position you're in in life, then there lays your perspective. So like right now I want to be with someone. So I'm just like, whatever grocery store, gas station. But as long as it's, the thing is, it's, the right, person. it's the right person in the way that they if it's a creep you. or like a dude I'm super not interested in, which happens occasionally, you know, it's like, Oh, leave me alone. But if it was the right person and they walked up to me, yes. No right. matter who knows it, no matter right where. Person. No, I know. But yeah. if it was someone that I was going to, going to say like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'll say even, so my neighbor who was on the show, um, a couple of weeks ago who you didn't, So you weren't, you weren't, I forgot you weren't on that episode, Mm -hmm. but, um, she was even talking about it with me last night and saying, she's actually having a blast dating Damn her, but she, she just started. (laughs) Um, but she was saying, you know, the highs and lows are difficult and it's hard to be really excited about somebody and you meet them and you're like, "Eh, I'm not so excited about this person anymore, but there's a lot of potential there. And she said she is enjoying herself. Um, but she was saying very similar things like, you know, when she was in a relationship, not that she would scoff at people yeah. and their dating issues, yeah. but she'd be like, ah, yes. making fun yeah. of them in yeah. some way. And then realizing now that they are things that are really important to you. But she, she was saying, she's like open to meeting anybody anywhere. She yeah. just wants to be noticed. And I wouldn't say that she's coming from a place of desperation. She just had a marriage right now. She's having fun. She has kids. She has two kids. She doesn't yeah. really want to be in a committed relationship right now. She's just enjoying herself. Yeah. Um, but she was, she, she, last night she was over um, and she did say, is it bad that I do go on dates sometimes because I don't want to be alone? Alone. Yes. No, it's not bad, but yeah. I do the same thing. And I think a lot of people do the same thing. I, it, especially for her, who's used to having a full household, um, for that transition period, I think it's totally fine. And I think that to some level, even if you're extremely confident, very happy with your life, I think if you really want to be with somebody, I think that loneliness because there isn't that person there is still always going to be there no matter how confident right. you are. So I don't think it's a good thing or a bad thing. And I think she's doing everything else for herself, including 
um, starting a new career. She's a teacher, but she's also you know starting to create this whole online program for kids. She learned confidence. Can... Yeah, she is learning. Oh my god, how funny! Yeah. So, but like that's fantastic. She um, just got a certification to be a yoga instructor. She like is doing yeah. so many wonderful things for herself. She goes to dance classes. She goes. So yeah. she's she's doing all of yeah. those things to boost herself up as yeah. well. So it's not coming from a place of like I'm desperate. I'm depressed. I'm just trying to, you know, um, have something to distract me. Yeah. She's doing it from a more confident place of, I just yeah. would like to well, have somebody in my life. I have a partner. Yeah. I have moments, um, where I'm feeling more, more self-assured and okay. And I try to hold on to those moments, but I do have weak moments where I do reach out to people because I'm lonely. Like this morning, for example, I woke up the mornings for me are so hard where I wake up in the morning and it's so silent and it's so quiet and I haven't heard from that douchebag and right. all of a sudden I feel like there's no one in the world. And so I'll like log on to Bumble or like look back through texts of like what dudes did I like never respond to. And that's bad. It's really bad. But I, so I'm but what, has to... anything great come from that? Like I, I guess I'm trying to paint a picture for well, guys on the opposite end is can it yeah. all come back to you? Yeah. Because, um, Even well, I'm having a low moment. Like, is there still potential there or are you, still just using them to get that. I, I don't know. I, I, I haven't reached the point yet where I've figured where there's, it's come to an end point where I'm like, oh yeah, I use them or I, now it's great with them or something. I haven't really gotten there yet. But like, for example, this morning, I do think it can work out because, um, I think things can shift a single girl's perspective. So like this morning when I woke up and I was feeling awful, I did log on to my Bumble and I, and I was like, oh, I guess I'll just do a couple more swipes. And all of a sudden this really great guy came through and all of a sudden I felt like, whoa, I'm not alone. And not, who knows, you know, he, he did respond, but we matched and I, and whatever. But, um, what I'm saying is in that moment, I do start feeling more open-minded because I'm feeling like really in one like zone. there's people. Yep. I start out in one zone and then all of a sudden I realize, oh wait, no, there are people and there are opportunities and there's billions of people in this world that I could probably hear from or connect with, or not billions that I connect with, out of billions, there are a few I could connect with, and I start remembering that. So I think the low moments for a girl when she's feeling lonely can lead to better moments. Even for a guy, I will say that what you're saying is that there there are some helpful tools. Like, if you do feel low and you feel like, okay, there's nobody out there for me, or you feel lonely, get off your butt, go walk outside, or turn on your phone. I would prefer you to get off your butt and go outside, but... Nowadays, it's easier to just turn on your phone and just see if there is potential out there just to put you in a more confident right, space. Right. I want to talk about one more thing before um, the break. So when Rena was over here, she was telling me about this guy that she was recently seeing. And she just ended things with him after a month and a half. Um, and I realized there were some things that she wasn't telling me along the way that were going on. I want to get your opinion on them. Uh, so she was saying that for the first date they went on, he paid for their first date. Mm-hmm. And for every date afterwards... He, they slipped the bill. Oh, yeah. Which is not horrible. I know. It's just not a turn on. But he would also choose some, and she's a teacher. She doesn't have a lot of money. Right. Um, and I, he does. What, did he ask her to put in? Or yes. did he did? She offered and she, and he accepted he took it and then kept taking it. Ew. And then I feel like until you're my, my absolute 100% opinion on this is that until I don't care if you have no money. I don't care. I have no money. So right. <laughs> whatever. But until you're in a committed relationship, you don't have the woman pay at all. I mean, she if can't... she wants to grab an, if you're going out for ice cream, she's like, let me get the ice cream. Yeah. Let her grab the ice cream. But if you're going so out what for if you're not committed drink, for three months, then you, you keep... pay for everything. Yeah. You keep paying. And what if she doesn't offer to pay for anything? 
then you say, if, if it's really bothering you, you can be like, oh, what about your turn this time? Or I don't know, like something like, man, the sun thing. Like, something, hello, step you it can up. say something, but I don't think that. I no matter what, I don't like the splitting. I don't like, I don't like splitting. It's such a turnoff. It's like, she said she didn't mind that if she initiated something or wanted to go to a specific place, she would pay. She's totally fine with doing that. And she was fine with taking turns or whatever. And that's, that's, that's cool financial situation. Yeah. Like if, if, say for example, it's not dinner and like, they're going to go, she really wants to go to a concert or something like that. I do think the woman should offer to pay. It's her idea. But in general, I'm just saying, if you go out for an evening, the dude should pay. It's romantic. It feels masculine. It feels what if, sexy. What if the guy is in a similar situation to you where, you know, you do money different isn't falling off the tree. So you, do, you find other things to do. Yeah. And you can find lower cost yeah. things, yeah. which I've always pointed out. Groupon. Yes, you Groupon. Can, I know. You're right. Now that I freaking space my phone because I got a new phone, I, I have Groupon on my phone. I'm like, God, because I would erase all these apps. Yeah. Even for dating ideas, it's really fantastic about yeah. things that are going on. And you can make it cute. You can say, listen, I found this Groupon for like indoor skydiving. It's super awesome. Let's go together. And that's an experience yeah. for you. Yeah. Hold somebody's hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Like right. So you can provide that. that be, a little, um, be a little uh, inventive or whatever. Yeah. No, and, and I, 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 I agree with you. What else was happening along the way? Was that it? Ah, uh, there was that. He, uh, when she would ask him to like, you know, plan a date, he would send her a text back saying, um, a, a, a planning a date turned into a nap. Sorry. Ew. <laughs> yeah. Ew. And then we had like a, a, a wine and painting night. I have, it's like on oh, my cute. bucket list of things to do. So she arranged for it the other oh, night. That's her husband's really cute. Um, you're so in your thirties. I know. I don't think that. Trust me. It was, like maybe your 50s. it was the cheesiest thing that I've ever done. Actually, actually you're in your nineties. No, I realize now on my list is like do ecstasy and a paint <laughs> and wine night. Okay. Yeah, you're torn. This is like yeah. a thunderstorm where there's hot air and cold air. And you're right. just like, it's going to, exactly. And anyway, I realized now the ecstasy would have been more fun. Um, but <laughs> do the ecstasy and on painting. Uh, that's what I should have done. But yeah. people there, uh, two yeah. women were drinking tea. I'm like, this is not the night I wanted. I you wanted, me. I wanted puking on me. Yeah, yeah. I wanted yeah, bruises on butts. Growing up in the shower. Exactly. And this, and now I get like chamomile. It was horrible. Yeah. Anyway, but she, so we were doing that. And he sent a picture of his laundry, <gasps> which I, it'll be kind it's of funny, funny but like, like, this, is what I, this is what I'm doing. You're yeah. doing something kind of fun. This is what I'm doing. But that coupled with, that's a little downer. I, I'm taking a nap. Here's yeah. I fell asleep thinking yeah. of plans for us. And I'm like, making you pay for stuff. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And he smokes pot all the time, which is not, I don't, I'm not against that's that at napping. all, yeah, that's but that's why he's napping. And so there's something else going on there. Anyway, yeah. just very low energy for her. Not the right partner yeah. for somebody else could have been fantastic. Yeah. Cause she yeah. was saying. He had the best heart. She was very comfortable with him and oh. felt like we were, they were friends. Yeah. There was nothing really romantic yeah. about what they were doing. That is something that I wanted to point out. You just said not the best partner for her. I am taking this dating stuff so personally mm-hmm. because basically the two guys that I've been into aren't into me. And it's really, um, it's really hard because so the, the first guy that I was into was last year and now he's my really good friend who the DJ guy that like yeah. dumped me basically. And I was really upset. Um, but literally now we're like super besties. Um, we hang out probably like once or twice a month. Um, but there's nothing romantic there at all. I'm totally okay with it. Um, I'm pretty sure he is, but anyway, and then the (laughs) other guy, the douchebaggy guy, um, I won't get into it, but not into me. And so, and then this guy that I just got drunk in front of, probably not going to hear from again. It's really hard to not take things personally. So I understand how guys get when they're rejected, how they get bitter and angry because, I'm, I, I'm turning into like a, I don't, I'm not bitter, but it is, that's something that I didn't understand when I was in a relationship, how 
difficult it could be on your ego to be dating. I thought like, oh, I'm a catch. I'll go out there. Every guy will like me. And then all of a sudden I'm like, wait, maybe I'm not a catch in LA. Maybe I'm a catch in like upstate New York. Right. You know? And I mean, it's, it's just, and my friend's trying to say, no, it's just that you're not finding the right matches. So I'm trying to remember that Mm -hmm. rather than taking it personally, because I really want to feel awful about myself and be like, what's wrong with me? I know that's the easy place to go to. Like guys write into me all the time saying, what did I do wrong here? Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. You did everything perfectly. It's just not the right match for you. Either she didn't get your humor or you didn't get her, whatever it was, there wasn't that connection. Yeah. That feeling, that feeling that I have with you. It's funny because somebody asked me the other day, um, like, do you want to still keep doing this podcast with Kristen? I'm like, yeah, I would only want to do it with her because we've had other people. We have really good chemistry and you, you can, you can feel that with somebody and you don't have that little base there, which we felt that right away when we were doing videos for Ask Men. You can feel that and then you build upon it and see if, you continue to have that chemistry right. for whatever it is that you right. want. Right. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to go um, to shower together. Since oh, yeah. Puke all over me. <laughs> uh, and we'll be back and do overanalyze this. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. If you're a fan of the show, we need your help. This month, we're in a competition with other podcasts to see who can get the most completed answers to our audience survey. It only takes a few minutes, and you can do it from the phone. It's at wondery.com slash survey. That's wonder, the letter Y, dot com slash survey. Thank you so much, Kristen. I will be forever thankful. Hey guys, we're back and uh, we're going to get right into overanalyze this. This is a very special episode because it's just Marnie and I and we're being very um, open. Well, I am at least. I know Marnie's always open, but I'm being super open because I love talking about myself. (laughs) But now we're going to talk about you guys and answer some questions. Yeah. I've been really enjoying your podcast. They're helping me trying to figure out women a huge task. I was wondering if you could do a podcast on the following topic. Lately, I have met several several women I was interested in asking out. I noticed that when striking up a conversation with them, they mentioned that they have a boyfriend. This is confusing to me. I don't know if they're telling me they do not want me to approach them, or is this some kind of test? No. Should I? I it's always interesting that guys jump to, is this a test? I, I really don't know. It's like, it, it sounds like it's more manipulative. Like women are strategically doing these things and they're not. They're I, absolutely every not. time I say I have a boyfriend, it's because I don't want to go out with the guy. Really? Mm-hmm. And now I've learned that I keep my information to a minimum that I'm giving them so they can't deduce maybe she already doesn't have a boyfriend and that she's lying to me about having a boyfriend. What if you did have a boyfriend, would you say I have a boyfriend? Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, so see, very confusing for me. Right. <laughs> so no, but I, yeah, but also if she does have, it's, well, it's not that confusing. It's either she actually has a boyfriend or she doesn't want to go out with you. Right. It's the two options. Right. So the, basically the thing is saying, I'm not an option, I'm not an for, option you. for you. Yeah. It's but, not a test. So, Let me just read the rest of the question. And then I, cause I wanted to hear how you would respond to this. Should I ignore this or ask them out anyway? How do I know if this um, meant they are serious with their boyfriend or this uh, guy they call their boyfriend, one of the many guys they're dating? Should I still ask them out and say something like, I know you have a boyfriend, but if something changes, please give me a call. I would really like to get to know you better. Maybe you could give your perspective on this as well as what some of your lady friends think about the situation. G-Ray. Hey, G-Ray. Um, like, what do you think is a good response after? So you saying? can, he can totally say that. It's not going to hurt. It's not an offensive statement. It's not going to make her angry. Even if it was an offensive statement, you can still say it. 
Uh, it's not offensive at all. No, but I'm just saying. It's saying it's, my it's intention is I'm talking to you because you're attractive yeah. and I like talking to you. There's absolutely nothing wrong with saying that. I've had guys say that to me and I, and I kind of go, okay, cool. Like, and I just try to blow, like, I just let them know, like, all right, I'm, I'm polite and friendly, but I'm not going to be like, you know what? Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I'll always just be like, all right, cool. And I kind of rush it Is there something that a guy can say that would get you to think, oh, there's something else to this guy? Um, oh God. Um, I, I, I have a. I have a really good LIDAR and I know you're lying. Right. Okay. You could say something like that, shake her up a little bit in a fun, playful way. You don't like, what if you had a get angry that, eyes. Wouldn't that make you angry? No, it would go, no, I actually have a boyfriend. Okay. You know, it'd still be like fun, playful banter. Like, what if you didn't have a boyfriend, how would you respond to that? You, you might kind of get shook up a little bit cause you're not expecting him to call you out and he might catch you going, <laughs> I don't know. And he'll be like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to hit you up. If you want to go out, let's go out or something like that. Okay. I think so that calling her bluff, basically calling her bluff and like, but again, not in like a creepy way. Like, I know you're lying. Right. You know? And being angry at her. Yeah. Joking around with Yeah. Her. You have to keep it light. And that would potentially sway your view on him? I don't know if it would sway my view. I mean, for me, I don't know if all girls are like me, but basically if I like someone, I like someone, I, I can tell if I'll be, if I, I have the potential to like them or if I don't. And I don't know if that's me telling myself but I you don't were saying, and I don't. You were saying in the very beginning of this show that, I could, that you could see a different side of somebody. I could so see a different side, this... but I was already attracted to him. Okay, so you're saying this is if you're not. Well, he doesn't know. Basically, he doesn't know if you're attracted to him. Well, if I say I don't, if I say I have a boyfriend, I'm not attracted to you. What would you if say? If I had a boyfriend and I was attracted to you. You wouldn't talk about your boyfriend. I wouldn't talk my, about my boyfriend, and you would know that I was more interested in you. Okay, interesting. Yeah. See, for me, I would think that, just like you were talking about, about talking at the beginning of the episode about seeing another side to somebody, Yeah. I think that sometimes in a first meeting, there's high pressure or there's nervousness, and the real you doesn't get to come out. Yeah, that same- guy that I puked all over, I was in a... I'm so much better no, than I'm that. sorry. He fucked that one up. He's <laughs> never coming back. It's over. His shower is ruined. You're never, he's never coming back from that one. Um, I think that there is a way to suddenly step up and say, like, all right, you know, Miss Liar. I know yeah. you're lying. Yeah. But in a jokey way. Yeah. And if you can still continue the conversation in that vein where you're playing around and maybe showing another side to yourself, I do think that it could potentially spark something else. I'm just saying it's not all lost right away. So anyway, yeah. he, he was really asking, you know, what does it mean when she says she has a boyfriend? So Kristen's given a great answer. And I did exactly like as well. Yeah, it's yeah. like, it means I'm not. She's not like, I have a boyfriend. I want to see how much you like me. It's not. Right. Girls aren't, they're not thinking that much about it. Because I always wonder, like, what is the test that guys think that we're doing? It's like, okay, will how he continue you to gonna... pursue me? Yeah. No, I, no. I, don't, I wouldn't say that I would use that as a, do you want to keep pursuing? No. Me? If I was going to, I may not, you know, I may pull back, you. not give you as much information or something like be coy, yeah. but not tell you I have a boyfriend. No, I wouldn't use that line for, yeah. for, you know, for that either. I have a boyfriend is a very protective, it's like, it's like pulling out a shield. Yeah. It's like, you're not going to be inside me anytime. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically basically what what you're saying. saying. Yeah. Sorry, but that's basically the truth. Exactly. Okay. Next question. I was watching a couple of your videos, such as how to be a bad boy and the type of women men find attractive and also how to avoid the friend zone by not being nice. So the message that I got from each one was the following, be yourself, don't be nice and be a bad boy. Which I feel like I'm very clear in my videos, and that is never a message that I'm sending out. Um, anyway, maybe you didn't watch the full video, or you just read the title of the video. I have no idea, but that is definitely not what I meant. However, what 
if your authentic self is a nice guy. For example, I see myself as a very nice guy. Sucks, I know. It doesn't suck. It's, no, I see myself as a nice girl, and I've realized it does kind of suck because guys want a little bit of a game. They want to be able to chase a little bit. And I think once I like someone, I'm way too obvious about it. I'm way too That's available. not being a nice person. No, not, not, that's it. not that I'm saying that's nice, but I will treat them very nicely. Like, I will respond to all their texts, and I will make sure that they're comfortable, and I don't want to make them feel, like, left out. It's stuff like that that... I've kind of realized I should probably. But that's not nice. Yes, it is. Responding to their texts because I don't like if. So, for example, um, a, a guy that I like, he writes to me, and I'm driving, and I can't respond right away. I will make sure to respond because I don't want to make him think I don't. I don't want to make him feel bad about going. Oh, maybe she doesn't like me. Okay. So that's like the intention for him. But is that really what your intention is? That or is it? I mean, it's also probably to, like text the next girl. Uh, Okay, so see. But I am a nice person. But, like, it's, I guess what I'm trying to say is in in my energy, I'm a nice person. In my vibe, I'm a nice person. You know, like, I'm not trying to say, like, the girl who's mean to the waiter is going to get the guy. But, like, we go out, I'm incredibly friendly to the bartender. And it's not so that, because you've said before, there's a difference between being nice and being liked, like, wanting to be liked. Mm-hmm. I'm just a nice person. Yeah. And so I think that shines through that I'm a little bit easy to push around because I'm nice. But those are two very different things. You keep saying different words. No, but it's, I guess I'm just trying to say it's more of a vibe that comes across that I'm a nice, I'm a nice girl. Like Mm -hmm. that comes across and I don't really know what the actions are. So just to keep it from calling me out again, I don't know what the actions are. I think people can tell I'm nice and I don't think that's a huge, huge turn on. Okay. I know. I hear what you're saying. I will say that I've said this a million times and I've always said this. My husband is one of the nicest guys that I've ever met. He He is an incredibly nice guy. He's very nice. He also has this masculine energy Yeah, that makes him be able to get away with being a nice person. Do you think that's what it is? No, but that's on surface level. He just happens to also have this masculine energy because he is confident. He has a bad true. And he won't let people walk all over. That's true. That well, they couldn't walk all of them because they couldn't get to the, I know, he's seriously. too tall to even get over. I know. And I don't know if that comes with, I don't know if all of those things come with size, but I've met many men who have the same presence it, as it's my like, husband. Kind of like a gentle giant nice thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like you don't fuck with the, with the big, the big dog. But I've met many you guys know, who are not dog. as tall and not as big who have that same energy. This one guy right. that I first started dating when I moved out here, actually the same time that I started dating my husband, who I liked more than my <laughs> husband, he gave me butterflies. Uh, he had that same energy. He was very polite, very nice. He always responded back to me, but he, I, I could tell that like, he would not take anybody's shit. Yeah. Yeah. And he had even put me in my place a couple of times, like not, not in a rude on? way, but in a, he wasn't agreeable. Is he that, wasn't a pushover. Right. He wasn't, he, he had a firm opinion right. on things and right. wasn't afraid to ruffle my feathers a bit. Well, I'll tell you actually this morning, the guy he was five foot six. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. But do you think that was a front for being short? No. Okay, yeah, that's so what that I was attracted to. Okay. I was totally genuine. Oh, wow. Okay, good. Yeah. That's interesting because yeah. then, I mean, my first instinct is Napoleon syndrome. I'm well, not going to take shit from shitty. No, it, it wasn't like, that way. It was like he wasn't trying to validate himself. He already felt what validated. What happened with it? How come it didn't work out? Because I wanted a relationship at that oh, time. Oh, and I, I said it to him. I don't even know why I said this, but he kissed me at the door and I was like, oh my God, that's the best kiss I've ever had in my oh, entire no, life. Uh-huh. And... I said something of where I was at that time saying, you know, I'm, I am, I do want something a little bit more serious right now. And he backed off a bit, mm. smiled and kissed me and left. And then he called me the next day and he said, you know what? I, I took to heart what you said. I'm really enjoying my time with you, but I don't think we're in the same space. I'm not looking for that right now. Wow. 
And I was like, okay. And, and it takes like, confidence to say that. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I mean, so Were my point is, is a little bit, I mean, I still have my husband. So I was like, okay, <laughs> fall back on him. Yeah. Um, really? But, well, the guy that I'm seeing is like six foot four and like super I can big. crush you. Yeah. Masculine so energy. My point is, is that both of these guys were very nice guys. Yeah. Like the term, I that's wish, interesting. That's they were nice people. Yeah. They did nice things. Like, you know, the, the one that was five, six and tough, he did charitable. So like he was a nice yeah. person, right? He had a I backbone. See. I want to read the rest of this question for this guy because I, 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 I want people to know what they're actually talking about when they say nice. So he said, yeah. I see myself as a very nice guy sucks. I know. And I really don't know how to be a bad boy. If I try, I am not being myself and girls can tell me I'm just acting as somebody else. And I have been friend zoned a lot by girls and I'm honestly sick of it. A real life example is this. I was in the library setting one day and a girl came to me and asked if she could borrow a pencil. I said, yeah, sure. I gave her the pencil and she walks away saying, thanks, buddy. And I'm like, you can't be serious. I was friend zoned just by saying, yeah, sure. And giving her a damn pencil. Oh, I sense this frustration. I, I feel like I, I could feel But what would have been a more, let's, I'm putting air quotes for bad boyish because yeah. since he thinks you need to be a bad boy, what would be the masculine <laughs> energy of saying, here, yeah, you can have a pencil. Yeah, it's filled with my lead, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I hate myself. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. There's something sarcastic that bad boys don't that. use pencils. Number one, they use pens. <laughs> <laughs> you could say, yeah, that. I have a pencil. Yeah, I don't have a pencil. I have a pen. I have my sword. Yeah, I don't you could say that. I don't have a pencil. I have a pen. You're still willing to give her something, but like, who fucking uses a pencil? What if right. you're in kindergarten? Right. Is a number two pencil you need? No, but see, there's yeah, things but like something that like you that. Can say yeah. and joke around with. I'm yeah. just saying, like, the. It's the, it's an issue. If she wasn't responding to the, yeah, sure. It's just that nothing was created there. She needed a pencil at that time and nothing caught her attention right. past the pencil. Right. So she just said, thanks. Thanks, buddy. Like that's her reaction. Right. But had you triggered her primal zone a little right, bit. Right. And, um, because primal you can, zone, her primal, primal brain, primal brain. I don't my, my brain's not working. My primal brain's not working. Um, and reacted in a different way that had right. her stop and actually look at you, right. go, then she may have said something different. Because yeah. honestly, you didn't earn any, you didn't earn anything to be to no. be frustrated about in this. Right. And yeah. that would have happened to anyone who said, yeah, sure, here's a pencil. And she would have said, yeah, because yeah, buddy is her go-to response. Right. I don't think it was anything that you did in there. But also, I hate when people say buddy. I have a friend I wrote a whole screenplay about, yeah. about how she calls me buddy all the time. I'll be like, happy birthday. She's like, thanks, buddy. And I'm like, Fuck yourself. Don't call me fucking buddy. It's so condescending. It's weird when a girl says it to another Yeah, girl. it's condescending. I don't like that term. I will say the girl, she sucked anyway for saying thanks, buddy. <laughs> right. Because it's like, it's like, oh, you're below me. Thanks. Say, thanks, plebe. That's kind of like the same. Really? To me, yeah. So anyway, she was a con. But I don't know if I would like being called buddy. Yeah, no, it's condescending. As a woman. It's patronizing. She calls everyone buddy. Man, woman, but old man, baby. I call my son buddy. That's cute. Because it. it's your, no, it's your three-year-old three son. He's your buddy. He did say the other dog, day, I'm not buddy. <laughs> I'm Noah. <laughs> I was like, all right. That's who you are, That's buddy. adorable. <laughs> but I think there's certain people that you can get away with calling buddy. He, I right. feel bad that she's not buddy. a very cute woman. Yeah. Exactly. But no. So for, but so yeah, for Matt, who just wrote to that, if you want to, you have to create something. There was nothing there. And that was her in her automated mode saying, I really need a pencil right now. This person has it. I've asked for it. He gave me a pencil and this is my automatic response. Right. Nothing else triggered her to see anything else in you. So it's not right. that you're being a nice guy. Um, you're just not offering anything else up, especially in those right. situations. Cause he was, he's saying, and it's not that you're, it's not like you have to be someone else to be a 
quote unquote bad boy, like you said, like there's, um, there's a weight, like the guy that like your husband, like you said, and the guy that you went out with, they do terrible, terrible things. They're nice people. They're just not pushed over. And so just, you're not going to change who you are by no longer allowing people to walk over you. You're still going to be a very nice person. So what is this different energy to be? If he were to have said something like, what is he being then when it's not a bad boy? He's being strong. I think, I think bad boy gets confused with strong a lot. I think so too. Because he's being playful as well. Playful, strong. Because a bad boy, no one actually wants a bad boy. They don't want someone like, um, who's going out and like spray painting cars and like spitting on people. That's like a bad boy. That's like a gross bad. That's like bad boy. You'd say that to your son if he did it. Right. No one, no one wants that in the right mind. They want someone who, if someone spit on their car or spray painted their car, would handle it like a man. That's a bad boy. Which means what? Which means not throw. Well, number one, not, not like throwing it. Not yet. Just not taking. Not it. having a hissy fit. Right, and not showing like meh. Mm-hmm. Just being strong, confident, cool, calm, collected. Well, and, a lot of guys do and see not other guys over who and take do it. crappy things, and they're like, "How come this guy gets a girl? He's got the wrong girl, he, or he's got a girl you don't want." But what if he does want that specific girl? Then you will get with her and realize that it was the wrong girl. Well, what is it about those guys who do those things, who happen to have girls in their lives? Like, what is it that, that is attractive to those girls? I think that those girls probably have daddy issues. <laughs> no, I genuinely think so. If a girl wants to be with a guy who's actually a bad person, I think she has her own pro- set of well, problems. Well, bad person is different than a bad boy. So I was but that's what I'm saying. I'm, yeah. I'm talking more bad person. Like, these right. guys who are stealing, say, say they're they're running a business where they steal money from people or something like that's bad boy, but that's bad person. And they're being a player and not really being, yeah, it's different if they're doing those things because maybe for survival, like for example, the guy that I've been chasing for the past seven months, I wouldn't say he's a bad person, but I wouldn't say he's got great character. And I think because I've been experiencing my own problems, that's why I've continued to chase him because I'm having my own issues. And so it's like, if I was feeling confident and strong, I wouldn't be chasing him. Therefore I'd be a girl that an actual bad boy would want. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. It's like, it's like, but I would say that uh, most people out there right now are not their most confident selves. So these are the girls that guys they're are not, but with. you want to date. It's, I'm not saying hold off from dating when you're not a good, when you're well, not in a great place, see, but I, mean, I should have not been dating for the past seven months. I should right. be, but you were, but I was because I, because I was feeling the need. I feel so needy. many people do that as well. Totally. Like, so let's let's go to one of my favorite movies, Dirty Dancing. Just because uh, they had like a revival on uh, television recently. But Patrick Chase's character. They're going to be playing that in Malibu, by the way. We're going to go if you want to come oh, friends love to. Friday night. Um, like Ju- July 1st or something. Okay, like I would love to go. Yeah. Um, but Patrick Swayze's character was super sexy to a lot of women. Because, but would be considered the bad boy. But he was also kind-hearted. Very kind-hearted. And a very nice person. He was exactly. taking care of his dance partner. Anyway, what was what was the attractive part of him? The fact that he was, wasn't was a rule follower? Yes. That's number one. He wasn't a rule follower. Okay. But not in a negative way? No. Like that, I just want to break it yeah. down for people yeah, so they yeah. can really understand. I mean, people get confused. They see a black leather jacket and they think, like, bad boy. Right. Um, he wasn't following the rules. Everyone, it's very, you can tell with that movie, if you actually really watch that movie, how... Um, how planned it is and strategic it is to everyone else is wearing plaid and white sneakers. And like, they have this like harsh contrast with him and his dance partner. They're wearing like darker colors more, um, wearing more makeup. Like it's just so clear how physical signs make you think they're bad, bad boy, bad girl. But if you look at Patrick Swayze and his dance partner, they were both very lovely, lovely people. Um, 
So I just think, number one, you have to be able to be smart enough to discern between whether this person wearing a leather jacket um, is actually a good person or a bad person. Like, that, you have to look more at the character than, like, the physical signs of things. Um, I don't know. No, but they, I'm, no, I'm, like, these are good answers. Myself. No, no, that's okay. We're breaking it down for people. Basically, you're saying it's not about being a bad person and being bad to people. It's about owning who you yeah. are and, and being okay with and it. And if you watch that movie, you see that Patrick Swayze, when um, they're telling him, you know, to do this and do that, he doesn't respond. Like, he doesn't throw shit at them and stuff. Like, he grits his jaw and he figures out a way to, like, beat them at, at their own game. Yeah. You know? By lifting up a girl in the middle of the dance yes. floor. Yes. That's how he does it. Uh, okay, one okay. more question. <laughs> hey, Marty and Kristen. How should I go about disclosing a serious mental health problem in a dating setting? Mm, I wanted to talk about that. We can do that. Okay. We should do that another episode, too. For a full episode? Yeah. Um, when, where, and how, if I wait till I'm in a relationship to a disclose, I would like, I would feel like I had been dishonest and had violated her trust. If I tell her too, too soon, soon, right, it would likely never develop into a relationship. I've had two previous relationships, but I basically dated whatever girl would have me, usually very large women. I believe my dating prospects have improved. I recently earned my associate's degree, have lost 70 pounds in the last two years, finally gotten a job. Place, uh, place of my own in a car after being wow, disabled in 2009 uh, due to an episode. What are your thoughts, ladies? I'm friends with Christian on Facebook if you want to see photos. Thanks. Uh, what's his name? Jesse Haley. Oh, I know him. Yeah, oh. he writes to me all the time. Oh, okay, good. I'm from Utah, and I listen via the iTunes app. I'm 36. He's cute. Um, so I've been having that, and, you know, I actually want to talk about that on my other podcast, Mentally Chill, um, to ill, uh, I've been struggling with that because people I'm dating and I have depression, but I don't have, I don't have, there's like the difference between like creepy depression and depression. I don't have like creepy depression. Like I'm not going to kill myself. I'm not right. going to like ruin someone else's life. Um, but it is a very awkward thing because people will say like, what do you do? And I'm like, I do I'm some podcasts. <laughs> what do you say? I lie in bed all day under the blankets. Basically. Um, and I say I do podcasts and, and they're like, well, what are your podcasts? And I'm like, well, one's on dating and relationships. And the other one is on, uh, I'm like, on um, depression. Um, I have depression. And so it's, for me, I almost have to say it. Right. I'm avoiding saying it. But I basically try to use actually what you've said in the past, which is like try to angle things. Like if, if you have a kid and it's like you're a single parent, it's like, you're not like, oh, you know, I have a kid. And so you say like, I have the best child in the world. They're amazing. Like you try to say it in a more yeah. positive way. Um so I've tried to do that and I've tried to say like, I, um, I have this podcast on depression and it's, it's awesome because it's a great place to like be funny about it. Um, and I say, and I'm not, and I always say I'm on like antidepressants and so I'm like totally level all the time, you know, it's like, and so I kind of try to play it down, but he's asking, when do you bring it up? And for me, I think it's a really hard question to ask because for me, I feel like I it depends have a choice what you answer, up. so I don't know when I would bring it up. It depends what you what you bring. The well, thing with is, guy, is that you're totally stable right now. Yeah. You're on medication, and I mean, the truth is, you yeah. can choose to reveal information whenever you feel like revealing information. And if you have enough great experiences, and you know that you like this person, and you both have a trust, a little bit of you know, and the ability to be vulnerable with this person, um, I think you can reveal stuff like that. Maybe the third day. Yeah, it's not something that's needed to reveal, but somebody yeah. else who I think you gauge also the person and yeah. how they might feel about it. Right. 
But I think that's having a kid. Well, that's not a disability. But anyway, I don't know what he's talking about for his disability. Um, so, But it depends on what it is. But if you suffer from PTSD in your past, um, you know, I would wait till the fourth or fifth day. Mm-hmm. Some ones you can't hide, like OCD, you just, like, keep fixing the fork on the table. Right, like, exactly. Like, that one's going to come out. But you can make ASAP. fun of it and just say, like, right. listen, I'm going to start fixing things on the table. Don't be distracted by it. But here's something that can help me. Grab my hand and look me in the eyes and I'll stop immediately. Right, right, right. Something like that. Like, yeah. you can play around with it. Yeah. It's really just exactly like what we were answering for the question before. It's about how you present information. And I think also if you're with someone that you are really afraid to tell it to, they're probably not the right person. So for example... that doesn't mean that. That means you're really invested in them. Maybe. Well, the the D-bag I've been chasing, um, I didn't tell him. I was seeing him on and off for seven months. I didn't tell him until maybe five months in. And the only reason I didn't even tell him, he just asked about my new podcast. And so... and. I just thought I would never tell, I didn't want to tell him because I didn't think he'd be accepting of it because he was right. so normal and like just so looking for like a chick. And so for me, it probably wasn't, I should have taken that as like, this is not the right thing. Um, so you should think about that too. If you think the person will be very unaccepting of it. But that could be part of your own insecurities as well. Yeah, you have definitely. To, you have but to really evaluate guttural, who that person But is. there is a guttural feeling. And he, but yeah, that's true because I should say he was totally fine with it. Like when, it, when he found out, right. it's not like he ran, I mean. He's like, I'm not committed yeah, to her. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's a good point. So, but basically yeah. what we're saying um, is that it, any, anytime you want to bring up something that you view as a negative, it can be an uncomfortable situation. But I would say, you know, a lot of things you don't need to reveal on the first date or even the second date. Or even I would say definitely date. not the first or the second. Yeah, but get a gauge on how your relationship is progressing, how much you're opening up right. to one another. And you can, you can just you give highlights. And then you can dive deeper into it as you become more invested. Yeah. So I'm trying to think of what his potential, you know, um, disability is that he's talking about. Um, I have no idea. Like I mean, life I've seen is his, going so well. I've seen his picture on Facebook. I don't see any, you know, I mean, if it's a wheelchair, thing, it might be. Like, tell it right away, and obviously she's going to figure right. it out anyway. Right. Um, so again, you have to you have to go by how you are feeling with yeah. that other person. But again, highlights. You don't want to delve and dive too deeply into it right away, unless she starts asking questions. But in, again, you always want to sort of have a positive spin. You can be honest. You can be vulnerable. Oh, it's cute. He looks like Dave. Our producer. Yeah, he does look like Dave. That's so funny. Yeah. But you can be honest about it and just say like, listen, you know what? It was a really hard time for me. It was very challenging, but I've done X, Y, and Z to work my way through it. Or I am still going through it right now. Yeah. And it's, and it's hard, but I'm working my ass off to stop these things from happening. I don't, again, I don't know what you're talking about, Jesse. Um, but if you want to write in again or write to Kristen, we can find out more specifically and give you better advice, but yeah, he, we're he done me our show. This space is so much better for recording the show as opposed to. It just feels more conversational. Office. Yeah. And like staring. It feels a little dungeony in the other one. It does. Yeah. Not that you it's know. a dungeon back No, there. but oh, it feels nice, like but... I was sitting on the floor. It yeah. felt uncomfortable. I just, yeah. I didn't. Is that episode out yet? No, because okay. I can't get it off of my freaking thing. Oh, That's right, what your right, intern's right. helping right, with. Right, right, right. D or die or do. Day. Day. Close enough. Anyway. Or die if you don't do it, Day. You have to fix it. Exactly. I mean, it doesn't even sound very good. So. No, I know. Well, we'll see if we can fix it. Um. Anyway, that is the end of our show. I hope Cue. that you guys enjoyed it. It's just Kristen and I, so no need to plug so anybody else's crap. Yeah. But go to winggirlmethod.com slash Groupon, again, for some really good date ideas. Um, I have a whole article about, you know, using Groupon for your dates and how to yeah, hide the fact that you awesome. actually use a Groupon. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be like, oh, I have a coupon. I mean, you can. No, don't. If you're in a committed relationship, you can do it. Then yes. do not do it when they're not committed. Right. Because you're talking about being special and stuff like that. I'm just yeah. saying, 
No, I would be into it. Yeah, but you're Jewish. Right. I'm not. I know. There's a lot of Jewish girl that whip out the coupons. She'll be turned on. She'll be totally into you. As long as you have millions in the bank as well. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Anyway, go to winggirlmethod.com slash Groupon. New episodes of the Ask Women podcast hopefully come out every Thursday. We might be taking a little bit of a hiatus soon, uh, very shortly, so that... Each of us can enjoy our summertime. Summer. This person's going to go back home um, for a little bit, but we will keep you posted on what we choose to do. But we will definitely be back. But keep listening, keep supporting us. You guys are awesome. And follow me on Instagram yes. at Chris Carn. Yes, exactly. And follow uh, at Wing Girl Method as well. And go check out my website, winggirlmethod.com. You guys are awesome. We'll see you next week. If you're a fan of the show, we need your help. This month, we're in a competition with other podcasts to see what you can get. The most completed answers to our audience survey. It only takes a few minutes and you can do it from your phone. It's at wondery.com slash survey. That's wonder, the letter Y, dot com slash survey. Thank you so much, Kristen. I will be forever thankful.